If you've been in a season of rapid change, there's a good chance you're feeling overwhelmed, indecisive, and you're overthinking everything. It's exhausting, isn't it? That's because change requires so much of our brains and of our spirit and of our relationships. And uh, probably like most of the world, you've been in a season of rapid change. Your temptation is probably to try to go find a quiet place where there isn't any change and you don't have to make any decisions and you don't need direction in life. Um or to just get random with it. Hey, this is Gabe Kolstad with Westside Community Church, and I'm here with some midweek motivation. I want to talk to you about what to do when you're struggling with direction. And I'm talking about this today because I probably need it as much as anybody who's listening out there. Uh, I struggle with direction constantly. I feel like I'm always asking the same question, which is, what's next? What am I supposed to do next? I always go to God uh, with the same question, you know, and, uh, and, and I've learned some things that I think can help you uh, as we weather some of the, you know, storms of life, some of the change of life. I will tell you this, I read an article this week about a Nebraska store that decided to uh, just go make the world's largest ice cream sandwich. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that I think of doing when I'm indecisive or lacking directions. I just get random and I just want to go do something that's going to, you know, take up my energy. They made an ice cream sandwich that ended up weighing 2,960 pounds. It took up the entire trailer, refrigerated trailer of a semi-truck and they're giving it away to the community. And I was thinking, man, I wish I lived there. That would be that'd be fun to go be at that party. But you know, they did have a purpose in it. But a lot of times, randomness will just come in as an option for us when we're not sure what to do, and that can be very destructive, uh, as well as can standing still. Because if we do nothing, you know that when you do nothing, you're not actually doing nothing. All of us were moving backwards when we try to do nothing, and that's probably one of the options that you're considering right now. Here's what I want to encourage you about, and, and ask you this question: If you stall out now. What's at stake? If you stall out because you're like, well, I don't know what to do about this relationship or this job opportunity. I don't know what to do about um, this conversation that I need to have. I don't know what to do in order to move forward in my spiritual life, maybe. I don't know what to do about my kids. You know, if you, if you stall out now, what's at stake? And you can fill in the blank because the truth is a lot is at stake. We will lose. We'll lose the quality of life we want. We'll lose our connection with other people. We might lose our integrity. We might lose a lot of money. We might lose our health. We might lose all kinds of things if we don't figure out what we're supposed to do. And so I want to encourage you about this. Uh, in fact, I'm going to ask you to do this. You feel that tension that builds up when I start talking about that? You know, I'm, try- I'm trying to help us to connect with a little bit of tension because when you feel the tension that builds up, that has to do with what's going to happen if I don't act now on this, that's a good thing. And I want to encourage you to use that tension to solve this problem. So here's three things that can really help you in this journey. One is to look at things that don't change. If you're in the middle of a swirling, you know, whole group of options, you're just not, it's just so overwhelming. There's so much going on and you're just not sure what to do. I want to encourage you just to slow down for a second. Look at the stuff that doesn't change. And uh, we find as we look at life, there's such a thing called truth. And truth is something that doesn't change. You know, the sky is blue. I know that, you know, that has a big definition that's scientific and has something to do with dust particles in the air. But when you look up the sky, it looks blue. We know that, uh, you know, gravity is a thing. We know a lot of stuff. And I think we can also look at the truths we find in Scripture, God's Word, the Bible, 
and go, there's truth there and it doesn't change. And I was thinking about well, what kind of stuff doesn't change? Well, God is love. That doesn't change. Um, that's a big one. God loves you. God loves me. That doesn't change. There is hope. That doesn't change. I know you'd go, well, in my situation, it isn't true. So it can't be that it doesn't change. But the truth is there's always hope. And because we know God is hope. And so when we put our attention on things that don't change, actually, uh, our hope goes up. There's a lot of stuff in life that changes. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't change. And, you know, you might even look at, uh, well, character doesn't change. What does what good character look like? How do I become a person with good character? Those things actually don't change. Over time, in all cultures, those have been the same thing. So when we look at all the options, sometimes we just like throw everything up and go like, well, nothing's true because I don't know what to do. And that's, that's not helpful at all. It puts way too many options out there for us. We got to narrow the field a little bit and go, well, okay, what do I know that's true? What do I know that doesn't change? We know that, as an example, generosity is always rewarded. That's the truth. It doesn't change. So in times when everything's changing, you know, we're tempted to go, well, then I'm going to change how I approach generosity, or I'm going to change how I talk to people. And what we know, though, is that there are things, there are principles, there are things that just don't change. And, and when we know that, it limits the scope of what our decisions are. Let me get real practical. If you're a follower of Jesus and you're joining us on this podcast, one, thanks for popping in. But secondly, you know, when you go, well, I need to know what to do, you can start actually with the Bible and you can go, okay, what principles already tell me a lot about the decision I have to make? And if it's a conversation you're going to have, you know, the Bible's going to say, speak the truth in love. Okay, so I know how I need to have that conversation, right? The Bible's going to get pretty specific. It's going to say, don't let the sun go down on your anger. In other words, don't let unresolved conflict fester in relationships. So we're going to do it, the truth in love, we're going to do it soon. You know, there's, there's guidance, and it's so helpful to have guidance from God in your life. You were made by God and for God. If you're not a follower of Jesus, he loves you just as much as he loves anybody, and you were made by God and for God. And the principles that work for somebody who is a follower of Jesus will work for you too. And so you can embrace these things and go, okay, I don't have as many options as it feels like right now. I'm not, I'm not that swarmed with options because a lot of things are already true, and I can live sort of in the guidance or inside the boundaries of some truth, and my decision options go way down. Just makes it so much simpler in life. Second thing that you can do is not just look at what doesn't change, but secondly, lean on the people that you trust. Lean on the people that you trust. It's easy when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling indecisive, it's easy to feel like uh, you should know better. And it's easy to feel down on yourself or to look down at yourself to go like, I can't believe I don't know the answer to this one. And so we, we often don't get vulnerable in those situations because we don't want to be judged for not knowing the answer. And if we're real, we'll say, who knows all the answers in life? I mean, I've, I've told our congregation, Westside, uh, publicly, like, I feel like I haven't known what I'm doing this whole time since COVID started, you know? I mean, it's just been a whole new adventure. And uh, I wake up every day going like, okay, got to learn some new skills. Got to learn some new answers. Got to learn some new questions. I don't even know sometimes what questions to ask, you know? So it's okay not to know the answer. And it's, it's okay to go, and I'm going to lean on the people I trust. You know, pick up the phone. Send a text. Ask somebody if you can ask them some advice. Advice is great. Here's my filter for advice. I don't ask advice from people that I don't want to end up like. So if you go, well, I don't know if I want to ask somebody advice, just, just go like, where are they? Do I want to end up there? And if the answer is yes, then go ask them the advice. That's my filter for it. The Bible talks about having a crew, you know, having people around you that can support you. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17 
says iron sharpens iron. And that's really true. We need friends in our lives. And uh, we got to have people that can sharpen us, speak into us. You know, it takes vulnerability. You got to put yourself out there. But um, when you do that for somebody, they'll probably reciprocate and you'll end up with a friendship. That's pretty cool. You know, mentors are another piece to that. Uh, you, you might not have a mentor in your life or you might have a mentor, but you don't know how to actually access them. You might have somebody you look up to, but you don't really know them. They're not personal in your life. And I've learned over the years how to land a mentor. Finding a mentor in life is super important. And again, I would look for mentors that are going the direction you feel like you want to go and that you know, if you're a follower of Jesus, you know, is like in line with where you need to be. Um, But here's how to land a mentor. Here's how not to land a mentor. Don't go ask somebody if they'll be your mentor. (laughs) That's an intimidating prospect. I quite often get that question. And I I just honestly uh, feel like, uh, one, I don't feel like I deserve to be your mentor. Um, Two, I feel like there's a lot going on in my life right now. And I don't know what this commitment's going to look like. And so I'm just always like, oh boy, I don't know. Um, it feels like a lot. Instead, go ask the question you would want to ask them if they were your mentor. That's just way easier for a mentor to say yes to. So you go like, hey, I was just wondering if I could pop some financial questions by you because I'm trying to make a decision and you seem like the kind of person that knows what you're doing in that area. Oh, well, yeah, sure. Let's take 30 minutes and talk about it or let's grab coffee. You know, that's a whole different thing. So I would encourage you, don't say, will you be my mentor? Because it almost feels like a wedding proposal. Um, But uh, instead go, hey, I've got a question and you seem like the kind of person that might know the answer. That's a much easier way to land a mentor. And then if you if you strike up a conversation and it goes well, you can go, hey, remember that one time when I asked you that question? Can I ask you another question? And then that's how you build a relationship with somebody that might turn out to be a mentor and uh, hold it loosely, but it's a good thing to do. So I want to encourage you to do these things. If you're not sure what's going on in your life, you need some direction. One, look at what doesn't change. Two, lean on the people you trust. Three, listen past the noise to hear the whisper, the voice of God. There's a lot of noise in your life right now, isn't there? particularly for those of you who have young children at home, there's a lot of noise in your life and you're probably going crazy right about now um, trying to figure out how to handle all of the things that you're supposed to know about, all of the things, if you're a parent, that you're supposed to have the answer to. If you're a boss, things that you're supposed to have the answer to. If you're a teacher at a school, things that you're supposed to have the answer to. And um, it can be really noisy you go out and look online for answers, and it's just overwhelming. There's so much noise. If you open social media and you've got 40 billion opinions on everything, and it's so noisy, how do you find the answers? I want to encourage you to get super, super, super quiet until you can hear a whisper, because that's how God talks, and he wants to talk. You know, here's what I've learned about God. He's always, always whispering. And I hear the whisper once in a while. Makes me wonder, what if I could hear all of God's whispers? How much better would my life be? Because he whispers out of love, he whispers out of guidance, and he whispers with my best in mind. And so when I'm not listening to those whispers, because it's so noisy in this world, and sometimes I'm so interested in the loud stuff, I miss it. And I don't want to do that. You know, Jesus prayed, may your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's a direction that God created you for. Whether you already are in a relationship with God or not, there's a direction for your life that's beautiful. 
And here's how I've learned how to make decisions and, and kind of interpret that whisper of God. One, he's always whispering, and so he has a will. He has a wish. And so listening for that whisper is so important. What is that wish? What is that will? The, the other thing, uh, you have some strengths. What are those strengths? There's a whisper about what you're good at, what you should be pursuing, because you're good at Because when you do it, it it's good and things happen, and people are impacted, and people like it, and they probably comment on it. And sometimes God whispers to you because somebody goes, man, that's a great painting. Or somebody goes, I can't believe you made that macaroni. Somebody says something about something you did, and you're like, oh, that old thing? But it's like, no, this is special. This is this is really a God-given gift. This is special. And you have some strengths. The other thing is, other people have some needs. There's people around you that have needs. I mean, there's people that need physical resources. There's people that need a friend. There's people that um, need, need you know, a contact, and maybe you're a good connector. There's people that have needs. And when you find the intersection of what God wants, of what you're good at, and of what the people around you need, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure God's whisper is right in the middle of that intersection. And you can hear it. And, and it, it is awesome when you do. It's even awesomer when you hear the whisper and then you pursue it. And so if you're feeling like your life is kind of a mess or you just have so much going on and you just can't make any decisions right now, I hope these three things are a help to you. Uh, I want to ask you to do two things right now. One is, would you please subscribe to this podcast and share it with somebody? Maybe share it with three people that might need to hear some encouragement like this this week. It's the middle of a week. You know, it's always... Time getting boosted is awesome. So first, subscribe, share. Secondly, consider attending one of our online or on-site weekend services at Westside. We're located in the Portland, Oregon area. Also online every weekend for a church service where we always talk about things that are relevant to your life and that will be an encouragement to you. So we hope to see you sometime soon there. And I hope you have a great week.